your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Mr. Rufy Collada, a.k.a. your critical race terrorist. Critical race terrorist, a.k.a. Rufy Collada. <laughs> What's your flavor? <laughs> Mint. I'm a little strawberry kind of guy. Now it's like, we're just playing, we're just playing, we're playing, we're playing. So, how's everybody doing out there? How you doing today, Stefan? I'm fantastic, as that's, always. That's great to hear. So, the last episode we did was what, like four weeks, five weeks ago? Yeah, it's been over a month. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we can get back to y'all sooner. It's been hot. A little heat wave going on. Stefan, I won't turn on the AC. <laughs> it's cool in the studio. It is, but it's hot to get over here. That does have to do with your car. <laughs> Not to do with my AC. You don't turn the AC upstairs on? That's true. To be hot. And I, and, I, and I need to be in a relaxed, cool climate conditions. <laughs> talk to your parents about that. I'm talking to you about it. <laughs> you can turn the air on for me. Anywho, so we got a few things we want to, you know, talk about. And I guess another episode of kind of like what's going on in the world. We want to just touch on those uh, those main topics. So we'll start with, we're going to do a rundown. Or just, you're going, yeah, just, jump we just jump right in. Just jump right in. So everyone's favorite American dad. Bill Cosby got released <sighs> from okay. prison because he was he was he was serving he was supposed to serve a I think a three to ten year stint yeah ten year sentence yeah so and he only served two years he got released after two and it was on a technicality technicality right? so what was a technicality so before I get to the technicality we got to go over the case a little bit okay so back I believe in two thousand and five. Bill Cosby was brought in to a court trial from a young lady who claimed that he had gave her some drugs and raped her. Said, and apparently this is a thing that had been going on with Bill Cosby for years. Yes. But, you know, allegedly. We'll go allegedly. Okay. So now the prosecuting attorney at the time in Pennsylvania, Bruce Castor, who, mind you, went on to represent Trump at his second impeachment trial, so grade A character person there, decided that he didn't have enough evidence to prosecute Bill Cosby, but he gave him a sweetheart deal saying that we'll make this a civil case if well, you won't get prosecuted now, you know, give you immunity to prosecution if you testify in this case. Which he did. He testified to, yes, I buy Quaaludes to put in women's drinks to have sex with them. And what's a Quaalude? You can think of it as a date rate drug. Sort of like Rufinol. Okay. Rufinol. So he admitted to this in court. Mm -hmm. I believe in 2006. And the woman ended up getting a settlement of $3.3 million. God damn. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the end of it. Uh, some years later, Bruce Castor retires from being prosecutor of Pennsylvania because he fucking sucks. 
A new prosecutor comes in, is going over cases, sees the Bill Cosby case and says, what the fuck is this? We got to prosecute this man. Mm-hmm. So that's when you get to the 2015 case. They found the woman who, whose statute of limitation for rape was not up because there's a statute of limitation for rape. Hmm. Oh, I feel about that. <laughs> That's just the law. At some point, you just got to let it go. So it, they they get this woman and they say, we are prosecuting. And the prosecutor says, we are going after this man. He's a fucking monster. So they used this testimony that he gave for the civil case. And they had brought in 60 women who had made also made claims of Bill Cosby raping them. Yeah. And Bruce Cassidy gets on the stand and says, hey, I gave Bill Cosby this deal that I wasn't going to prosecute him. That he gets he gets immunity from being prosecuted for this act because he testified. The, the current judge that was presiding over the case says, whatever deal that you made with Bill Cosby does not apply to this prosecutor. So they go on with the trial. Bill Cosby gets found guilty of all charges, gets sentenced to 10 years, <coughs> goes to prison after two years. Bill Cosby has his lawyer. He's spending millions of dollars a year. Got his lawyers working. They get the case brought up to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, who overturns the case, saying that Bruce Castor had this deal in place. Y'all should not have been able to use this to prosecute Bill Cosby. He should have had immunity. So how does the rapist get immunity? Because the prosecutor gave it to him. That's that's how that works. The prosecutor gave him immunity for being charged for the for the rape of a woman. So you testify in your own trial, but I won't use that against you. Yeah, he he made it a civil case so that he wouldn't go to jail if he testified, but he wouldn't get Fifth Amendment protections. I mean, so he wouldn't be able to plead the fifth, but he wouldn't go to jail for the test you know, for the testif- you know, for testifying. All I'm hearing is loophole, loophole, loophole. Oh yeah, when you got money, eh, the law there's a whole lot of loopholes in the law. So and he, Bill Cosby is a very wealthy man. Yes, very wealthy. So, so for anybody who thinks that Bill Cosby getting released means that he didn't do it, you're fucking stupid. You're a fucking idiot, and Bill Cosby's a fucking rapist. And that's science <laughs> all day. <laughs> so yes, he got off on the technicality because the previous prosecutor, who's again who went on to represent Trump during his second impeachment trial, gave him immunity from getting prosecuted for the raping of a woman. Just so he he could test it, you know, make it a civil case, and he would have to testify. It almost makes sense, and I say, and what I, when I say it almost makes sense is on the grounds of you have it's almost like double jeopardy in a sense. You can't try the same person for the same yes, trial, yes. But for the same crime. So when you say that this deal was in place, and then the judge says, "Well, we're throwing the deal out the window." Yeah, the, a different judge says that. The deal that he made with the previous prosecutor does not apply to the new one. Right. So they went forward with the case. Right. However. But the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania says that it should have been in place. Exactly. That's why I said it made, that it, that part makes sense because of the fact that I get everything you just said. And there was a deal in place. The new judge said, nope, throw it out. But the Supreme Court said, well, the deal's in place. It should still be in effect. Right, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. That, Let's make the distinction. Right, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, not Supreme Court of <laughs> of America. Of America. <laughs> so this crime happened. Well, did these crimes happen in all of Pennsylvania? Well, you know that that first one got tried in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That, that one got okay. Yeah, it got tried in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's that's what I said. That makes sense. That the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania overturned that decision and said that should still be in place. Now, do I agree with it? No. 
Right. Because it's legal, but it's not moral. Right, because the fact that he still well, we can't even say he raped sixty women is probably more than that. Oh yeah, mo- most definitely. Right, and this is and this has had something been going on quite as kept in amongst Hollywood. It's not that he's done. And me and Stefan were talking earlier before we started reading the recording. There is a story that you can find on YouTube by D.L. Hughley talking about his run with Bill Cosby over the years. And one run he had, him and uh, Bill Cosby were going back and forth on the radio. This is before the, and this is before they actually were about to, you know, start talking on live on the radio on D.L.'s uh, show. And Bill Cosby said something slipped to D.L. So D.L. said, "What about the all the women you raped and everything?" So Bill Cosby hung the phone up. And called the radio station. And pretty much said, if he airs this, if he airs this part of the radio, he won't have a job in radio, you know, radio at all in the world. Period. And they let Dio know that you can't say this. And he, you know, he's like, I won't say it. But you know, that's the kind of power Bill Cosby had. Right. Has a had so. So when people ask the question, because I've had family members ask, how would he have gotten away with doing this for so many years with so many women? Because he was a powerful person. And who would believe? That Doctor Huxtable was raping women, because they they've asked they asked a ton of act, like plenty of actors. You know, just, I don't think they went at none of the, the the initial core cast members of the Cosby Show, right? But they've asked you know people who had like small bits and pieces of roles, and they were like you know you ever see him with women and stuff there, and they were like yeah we saw women like that was Bill, but we didn't know what he was. They, they supposedly didn't know what he was doing, you know if he if he used Quaaludes or not, right? And I mean, Quaaludes was such a popular thing at, at back in the day for him, so. right? So, you know, whether, you know, whether they knew or he didn't, he didn't know. The fact of the matter is Bill Cosby admitted to it. Bill Cosby was charged for it. He got convicted by a jury and sentenced. And because of this technicality, he was released from prison. Right. That does not stop him from being a rapist. Bill Cosby is a fucking rapist. Right. And that is, like you said, it doesn't mean he didn't do it. It'd be something different if it was, if it was, if it was uh, evidence tampering. Right, right. Yeah. So the justice system works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the one time we, we don't want it to work, <laughs> right? Technically, the justice system works. So yeah, that that's that's the story there. Again, Bill Cosby's a rapist. Uh, interesting part to add on to piggyback off of that is that he plans to eat. Well, it's rumored that he's planning to do a comedy tour. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and if he does, watch your drinks. <laughs> They gonna be nothing served in them, 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 them comedy shows. Hell to the no. And how old is he now? Like eighty eight? Yeah, I think he's close to ninety. I, I don't think that'd be wise for his health to to try to embark on a comedy. Oh, tour. that's the case. Go on a comedy tour. Because <laughs> it's like, I mean, if he if you're gonna talk about, it, he's gonna talk about it. But I can just imagine that people protesting and you know, oh yeah, yeah. boycotting I mean, him and again, things like that. He, so he admitted to it. He was found guilty of it. Now, what do you, what do you, what is your take on Felicia Rashad supporting him? I think that was that was the dumbest move. Maybe they're friends, and, and you you kind of want to support your friends. I get it, mm-hmm. but as far as a career standpoint, that was a very dumb move. And that she didn't retract the statement, but kind of try to elaborate, saying she was supporting him based off of that, based off the fact that he was convicted and he shouldn't have. Okay. But and she was like, you know, I understand, you know, rape victims and we're not trying to diminish their story and da 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 da. But when you support the rapist, it kinda diminishes the, the, the victims. <laughs> it seemed like her her backing her supporting him was more so of I won't say more so of, but she was looking at it, her point of view was like, You're destroying this man's legacy. 
But it's like that's what's going to happen because he destroyed his legacy. Yeah, I mean they going after him, but yeah, like they they took off the Cosby Show. You know, anything that had to do with him, they you know they were like removing off right. the TV and things like that. And I think it's always a common discussion uh, when these celebrities get into some kind of well, get into legal trouble, and it's like, do you support the art? Do you support the person, or how you separate the two? And you know what he what Cosby did for Black America. You, you cannot take that away. You can't take away that he, you know, he projected the image of a family, a black successful family. Right. And, yeah. you know, just wanting them going to college. hard to change the stereotype. Exactly. You, you can't take that away from him. But Bill Cosby, the man, is a fucking monster. Same thing with R. Kelly. Like, not going to try, not trying to go too much of his shit. But, yes, R. Kelly is a very talented man. Wrote many hit songs for people. His songs for himself. Fuck monster. Well, damn monster in the day. And so, you know, Bill Cosby, congrats on getting out on your technicality, but you're still a fucking rapist. Alrighty. So, yeah, go Hellman. <laughs> what else we got going on? Yeah, fuck here? you, Bruce Castle. Because I don't, I don't want to say it, but I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby paid you. Yeah. Wrong. You wrong. So, what else we got going on in, in the news? So, uh, Shikari Richardson, uh, track star. Qualified, made a lot of headlines when she qualified for the Olympics when she won a few weeks ago. But she got banned from the Olympics because she tested positive for weed use or marijuana use, however you want it, what word you want to use. And it's, you know, do we still, why are we so hung up on these athletes using weed, you know, to kind of to relax or they, or to you know, because she, she, she pretty much said that she just found out that her biological mother passed away. So she spoke to kind of you know relieve her stress and everything, which is totally understandable. And she made she made conscious. She's an adult. I, I think she's what twenty two, twenty three. Right. She made a conscious choice. She knew what she was doing, and so I mean, knowing what she's doing means that she should knowingly accept the consequences. Exactly. I don't think she's she's not refuting the fact. She, oh yeah, and, and shit. I mean, people might want to stand up for it, but nobody has to give you sympathy for your situation. And too. if the Olympic Committee says. We don't want to find weed in your system, and they find weed in your system. I guess you're not going to be in the Olympics. Not this time around. Right. I mean, you know, next time around, maybe she might want to hold off on smoking the weed until after she finished competing. But so I, I don't have a lot of sympathy. I mean, I can understand that you know people would be upset because it's just weed, but in a lot of parts of the world, just weed is a big deal. Yeah, that that is very true. Didn't Michael Phelps test positive for weed and he still was able to participate? No, he test positive. It was afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he he did not test positive during the competition. Hmm. He test positive afterwards, and then they were talking about you know, there was some talk about taking his medals or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was afterwards. Oh, okay. No, well, lucky, lucky there, Mike. <laughs> Don't try to downplay that man's success. <laughs> I mean, you know, he. I think he had. I think he had the record. Yes, he has the record for the most gold medals. Okay, in the yeah. Games. Is, is he still holding it currently? Or? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's beaten it yet. So yeah, I mean, I was I was really excited to see what Shakar was going to do because um, she was just such a so electric uh, presence, you know, in, you know, during her qualifying for the Olympics and everything. Right. So it sucks though that because of this, you know, they won't allow her to participate. But also too, I think that this also goes back to. Um, allowing these athletes to use other medicinal, per- you know, other medicinal medicines to combat injuries, um, because I believe in the NBA, 
they they letting they letting them you know use weed more frequently now, right? Instead of using like opioids, that's they're way more harmful than weed is when coping with far more uh, addictive. Yeah, we went then far then uh, you know combat injuries because uh, opioids can cause uh, kidney damage, liver damage. Oh yeah, a whole host of problems. So whole host of problems. And you get addicted to these opioids, but you're not but you're not you're not addicted to weed though. And that's how you and some people say they they they, they have to smoke every day. Oh yeah, I mean. Some people have addiction. They just they have addiction. So anything that they use to cope will be continuously used to cope. Right. So as Stephen A. Smith would say, stay off the weed, man. But best of luck to her, and hopefully, <coughs> you know, the next go round, it'll be a little better for her, and she'll <coughs> go ahead and compete and show her stuff. But the the Olympics overall, though, like they. They aren't doing a good job of with, because last year they, they canceled the games because of coronavirus, because of yeah. the pandemic, worldwide pandemic, coronavirus. But yet they, they don't taking I don't think the best measurements. Oh, they they most certainly aren't one because they're still holding it in Japan. In in Japan, they have not had a very good COVID response. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of the Japanese citizens have been protesting about the Olympic Games because vaccination rates in Japan are very low right now so they you know so many of their citizens have been protesting about this them still holding the olympic games even though they haven't gotten coronavirus very much under control it doesn't make sense to you know have the games there if you don't have it under control because then you bring i mean once you have been selected to have the olympic games if you don't have them, you're you as a country are losing a shit ton of money. Oh, oh, I, I, a shit ton I understand of money. That. So you gotta have those games, or you as a country are losing a shit ton of money. Yeah, so the Olympic Game Committee has a lot of power, and the place that holds the games. I mean, you have you have one. You had to spend a shit ton of money to get the facilities in place to have, host the games, mm-hmm. and then if you don't have the games, you're just losing all of that money. So no country wants to do that. Bankrupt yourself because you didn't hold the Olympics. So don't go. Don't want to go into bankruptcy, but yet the death toll of the, of the people goes way up. Mm, I'm taking my chances, <laughs> and they took their chances. So that's why they're holding the games. <clears throat> oh, I also want to read you this uh, quick little article about the, that I found that the Olympics be on their best bullshit about. So uh, swim caps from black-owned brand Soul Cap. Product placement, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Barred from use at the Tokyo Games. So it says in the caption, swim caps from black owned swim brand Soulcap, whose designs are made for natural black hair and other voluminous hair types, have been barred from the use of the Olympics. Uh, FINA, who I don't know what group that is, um, but there's a rule that no athletes needed caps of such size. And the caps don't allow the natural form of the head. Okay. I mean, I don't, I would have to see these caps. Maybe I'll have an image of the caps so that people can be a judge for themselves. Maybe they feel like they are giving them an unfair advantage because if they're, if they're made for big hair, then I guess they wouldn't form in the shape of a head, which maybe make them more aerodynamic. I know, again, I would have to look at the caps again. There's a lot of science to all this. But I, so I don't know what the decision, what the Olympic Committee made this decision for. But I'm, maybe they feel like it's giving whoever's wearing them an unfair advantage. For what a swim cap? Sure, any anything that you any t- 
technology that you add in addition to yourself can give you an advantage. I mean, there are swimsuits that you can wear that if you were swimming with them, you are streamlined as fuck. So any any type of technology that you add to yourself can potentially give you an advantage. Okay. Well, Again, because if, if I'm wearing a swim cap and I'm keeping my hair down, I'm making myself more aerodynamic. <laughs> try, if you got big hair and you try to swim with that, you're going to be slow. So any any technology that you add to yourself can give you an advantage. Maybe they feel like this is giving them an unfair advantage. Again, I like to say that I don't I don't know about the technology that went into the swim caps, but maybe they felt that there was some unfair advantage and say just use a regular swim. <coughs> I don't know. Well, I think it's a plot on the black women to get their hair wet so that they can buy weave from the to- people in Tokyo. Is that somebody's comment? That's my thought. The fuck? What? Why? <laughs> Why are you going to ban them from wearing a swim cap? Because it might make them more aerodynamic. Because of those who would lust, lustrous hair. <laughs> I don't even think there's a big market for, for fake hair in Tokyo. The Japanese don't typically need it. <laughs> they don't. However, they know a lot of black people coming to these, to these events. To the Olympics. And you know the black women going to swim, so she might want to hang it where she going to need her head done. All right, you try your comedy routine somewhere else. That's a, <laughs> that's a shit right there. I'm re- just saying. That's a, man, when we talk about logical leaps, that was a big one. <laughs> God damn. I'm just saying. <laughs> Moving on. So we got like a three-parter right here. So the assassination of the Haiti president happened not too long ago. What was, uh, I didn't write down his name. I do apologize about that. But did you, did you bring his name up? Yeah, his name is Jovenel Mosey. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope so. Yeah, so he was assassinated, and that kind of threw Haiti in a, in a lot of turmoil right now. Yes. So, was, did he ever like say why he was assassinated? Uh, well, I mean, the prevailing theory is that it was an ousted member <laughs> of the government that hired the mercenary group that went in and assassinated him. So... I mean, it's not like it was, you know, like the vice president or something, so they could become president. Somebody, you know, I mean, the, again, the prevailing thought is, uh, you know, a person who was ousted by the government and you know kicked out of government had hired the mercenaries to kill them. That's a, that's such a terrible thing. Like it's it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of it's to me it's crazy to hear that uh, a president got assassinated and you know just day and time, but anything happens. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in this mercenary group, the U.S. has been using mercenary groups to destabilize democratically elected governments for for many, many years <coughs> in South America and the Middle East. So, you know, this is kind of par for the course. I mean, again, there, there's no U.S. ties to this, but having a mercenary group assassinate a president, yeah, history says normal. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be, though. In the midst of this, what's been going on in Haiti, like... You know, the obvious probably rioting and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, outside of the, the, the political turmoil, you know, <laughs> them trying to figure out what to do. I'm th- I don't think they, they haven't declared martial law. I mean, at least from the, the last articles that I looked at, they haven't declared martial law, but they have have done a, a big crackdown okay. on the country to try to get everything in order. Because regardless of what well, you personally may feel about a president... They tend to have a large following, you know, look at the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> so the thing that's recently happened in South Africa with their president who was 
thrown in jail, was arrested and thrown in jail for contempt of court because he was going on trial for corruption. And now South Africa has been in huge turmoil with his supporters burning and looting in you know various cities in South Africa. So regardless of what you know <coughs> people personally may feel about a president, they tend to have a large backing. And so you know the situation in Haiti is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. So your president gets assassinated. Somebody, I mean, Haiti's already been in a bad situation. You know, economically for a while now, yeah. but then you know your president gets assassinated, so it's gonna burn shit down. Yeah, don't think that things are going uh, going get any better anytime soon until they get, I guess, a hold on everything. And they yeah, get, get everything in order. Yeah, and then also there's Cuba, just going through it right now too with their uh, the embargo. This, this well, no, see, bad, the or? embargo has been a problem for Cuba for a long time. But what what has happened now is is that. The people are feeling like the government has been very ineffective. <coughs> so one, their economy is tanking. Prices for everything is going up. Right. And the, corona, the coronavirus response has been terrible. Hmm. So the people are fed up and they've been you know, protesting the government. So there, there's a lot of coronavirus has created a lot of unrest. And just, I guess, the times in general have created a lot of unrest. So, yeah, so you got these three countries that are going through some shit right now. Well, the only thing I can say, and I, I, I say it, but, you know, pray for Haiti, pray for Cuba. Uh, what's that? South Africa. Say, pray for South Africa because there's a lot of, there's a lot going on in the world that, you, you know, you, I don't know how, I don't know how everybody's keeping up with, the, you know, their news intake. It's just so much going on and, you know, do you, do you look at one more than the other? Do you try to support all three? How can you support all three? I don't have the answer for that, but. Pray if you can, or you know, keep keep those, keep these people in your thoughts, because it could be us. So I mean, January sixth, they tried to make it us. <laughs> <laughs> all of those, all of those Trump supporters tried to make it us. They damn sure did. So hopefully things will work out for these various nations across the world. But as it turn, you know, as it stands, at least in South Africa, the turmoil is starting to settle down and I think the same thing is happening in Haiti as well. Cuba, everything is still ramped up so we'll see how that situation yeah, goes. Yeah, it seems like this week they it was more if the people from Cuba like celebrities like Pitbull, he's been on uh, uh, his social media, you know right. making, making people aware of what's going on and telling them how they can, you know, help out things like that. So, right. so we'll, we'll see how all of these things change the scope of the world when they settle, when, when the dust is settled. And then lastly, we have here critical race theory being taught in schools. Ah, critical race theory, the new Republican boogeyman. So with critical race theory, you said that's the new boogeyman. Yeah, it's the new Republican boogeyman. It's what they're throwing out there to start their cultural war because to disguise the fact that one, they have these draconian voter suppression laws that they're trying to enact, well, that they are enacting. Mm -hmm. And two, that they have no real policy to help their constituents. Because... Critical race theory, one, it's not new. And two, it's not like it's being taught to their kids or anything. It, critical race theory is a, one, it's a theory that's being taught in colleges and law schools. So this idea that they're trying to teach it to your middle school kids to try to make them racist or hate being white is some bullshit that somebody, that somebody made up. Because if you were to ask a Republican what critical race theory is, they don't know. Well, everybody will have a different answer. So yeah, that's that's what I saw. What critical race theory was was that it was trying being taught to the schools, and then people were having these town hall meetings, and they were saying that I don't want my kid to be 
looked at as a racist because then we're learning about the overall history of America. Right. Yeah, there, there is nothing. There was you know, no <coughs> state laws, no county laws, anything that says critical race theory was being taught in schools. I'm not even quite sure why it came into the forefront. Mm-hmm. I think it might have something to do with the General Millie getting asked that question. And he was like, you know, West Point is a school and we want our students to learn all avenue, you know, from all avenues. Right. So that made it blow up. But yeah, there's nothing that says, oh, they're going to teach our kids this and it's going to make them racist, going to make them hate being white. The Republicans amplified it. I think on Fox News, I think in one day, critical race theory was mentioned almost 300 times between all of the, con- the constituents and correspondents on Fox News. 300 times? 300 times. They didn't talk about that day. Because I think when you went back to that, you said that what was a general, you said? Yeah, General Milley. Yeah, General Milley. Well, when he brought that up, and I think a lot of people were surprised he took that stance the way he did. It probably got a lot of people hot in the collar. Yeah, I mean, the, the type of general, I mean, Special Forces operator that he is. See, he's a teacher. He's supposed to, you know, he goes in and, you know, the Special Forces that, you know, teach the militia groups uh, tactics and weaponry. He's a teacher. So, and as a teacher, you want to know as much as you want, as you need to know. So you don't just pass something off because it has a scary name. (laughs) Right. Because... You could think of critical race theory as is more of an eye opener for history because it's about how one race is a construct. It's a social construct that's that's used to oppress a certain individuals, and two that the laws are inherently racist, even if they're not overtly racist. So if you think about, let's say, the Homesteader Act in America in 1862, it was the act that the government put in place that says, okay, we have all of this land to the West and we want people to settle it. Mm-hmm. All, if you're 21 years old and you have a nominal fee so that you can pay to, you know, to sign up, we'll give you all the, everything that you need so you can move out West, farm on this land, build a house. You have to stay there for five years. Hmm. They started this program and, and then that will be the end of it <coughs> in a history class. Let's, let's say, you know, from the eyes of critical race theory, we would, we would go deeper in. It says, okay, 1862, they were still slavery. 1866, slavery is ended. And now, critical, say that the Homestead Act says there's no, they, they put no limitations on who could apply for this. Again, you just need to be 21 mm-hmm. and have the money to, for the sign-up fee. So, again, nothing racist about it, but it's inherently, but the law is inherently racist because if you look at it from the time that black people could start you know, applying for it, and many black people did. Uh, almost four million people went through this program to to build land, to, to get money to start land over in the West. Right, right. Out of those four million people, only three thousand and five hundred black people were approved. Well, Less than one percent. So, and you said the law doesn't say anything about race, but the only people who are getting mainly mainly getting approved. Are white people, right? So the law is in enhancing the and enriching the lives of white people while depressing the lives of black people, and that's kind of the lens of critical race theory. It's not making anything up. It's not making you think you're a racist, but it's saying that the laws that are in place are inherently racist. Exactly. But again, there's nothing <laughs> that is nobody has come and said, "Yeah, this is what we're going to be teaching kids in school now." But the Republicans said it. And then it's their new boogeyman because they don't have any fucking policies. Now, if if this were to be teached in schools, well, I, I would say, yeah, this were to be teached in schools, 
what grade or what age do you think would be appropriate for these kids to learn this going forward? If they, you know, that were the case. The same grade when you start teaching critical thinking. What grade was that? I can't remember that far back. <laughs> like seventh and eighth grade. When you start teaching no, kids okay, how to okay. critically think, how to read something and take the context of what they read and say, okay, how do you apply that in a, in a more general sense? Okay. When you start teaching critical thinking, you can start teaching this stuff because all it is is saying history is not the sugar-coated version that they constantly give you. There's more to it. And regardless of what you believe, America was a racist country. Because even when we talk about the Homestead Act that I mentioned, we don't ever mention that the Native Americans who got pushed off of their land so people can come and settle this new land. Exactly. New land, quote unquote. So, right. And the fact that they say that Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> right, yeah. So again. And that, and he should, that, that's how they shouldn't even exist. Anymore. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean, it, well, it, it only existed because of... Uh, Italian Americans who were pushing for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so people who wanted to take pride in being Italian, they were pushing for this holiday, even though you know the whole story behind Christopher Columbus is bullshit. So yeah, critical race theory is a nothing burger that the Republicans have made into something. Yeah, they got nothing to stand on. Not a damn thing. It said, and if anybody who you know identifies as a Republican, if you could. In the comment section, or send an email. What are Republican policies that are help that are beneficial to people? Give me one, and we, I will shut the fuck up. We waiting, ho. <laughs> I don't know if you a hoe or not, <laughs> but give me one, and I will shut the fuck up. I mean, I I, I, I believe, and I feel it's you know we the, t, you know let let stop. Like you said stop showing going to America is this great place. Like his campaign, like Trump's campaign, about make great, make America great again. When was it great? No, no, not when was it great? Because there was plenty of times it was great. But who was it great for? That's a better question. Because I know one thing when uh, when he got elected president, <clears throat> they interviewed a woman in a, in a in a in a cafe in Baltimore. They asked him who you vote for. She said Trump, and she they asked her why, and she said, "Well, I believe he'll turn, he'll make things back to the way they used to be when I was a little girl." So this woman was about sixty years old, mm, give or take. Mm. So, and I'm th- and when she said that, I'm thinking like, so you want things to go back to Jim Crow? You want things to go back to when they were separate? You know, things was segregated. You know, for, first and foremost, nostalgia is a bitch. Everybody wants to go back to a simpler time because when you're a kid, you don't really have to think about stuff. But I'm sorry, sixty years ago, when there's no internet. There's barely any running water going throughout to everybody's homes. I don't want to go back to that time. Right. <laughs> Even if I was a white person. I'll let no sense. Had enough to live it once a week. <laughs> right. Well, because I, I love being able to drive a car <laughs> and having a computer. So I, I, I kind of love my new age tech, technological luxuries. So fuck that nonsense. And nostalgia is a bitch. So, but yeah, and, and then 60 years ago, that whole separate but equal thing. <coughs> bullshit. <laughs> And like you said, who was Mac great for at that time? Yeah, that, that's, that's all it is. Because it wasn't great for it wasn't great for everybody here. Like, in the idea of society, and which is why you know I don't understand conservatism because conservatism says let's pick a point in time and let's stay there, but that's not how time or society works. The idea hmm. of society is for every things to get better for the maximum amount of people. Right. You're supposed to be moving towards things getting better for the maximum amount of people. But so, then but then someone hollered, there's socialism. We don't want that. Even though 
there's still a whole lot of corporate socialism in America. Again, critical race theory is the nothing burger that Republicans are making something because they have nothing. Yeah, they lost that great leader. <sighs> you know, and I hope that people would get a critical eye to be able to see that this is bullshit that the Republicans are spewing. But we know that education in America has gone downhill for quite a few number of years, uh, mostly because of Republicans. Yeah, so if you're scared of critical race theory, you might be racist. That's what it sounds like to me. When these parents were up there talking about, I don't want my child to be thinking that they're racist. No, it's not the child's fault these things happen. However, are they benefiting from it? Will they benefit from it 10, 15, 20 years from now? Probably so. The same way you benefited from it 10 to 15, 20 years ago. Right. If the, if the system is making it easier for one particular group of people, the, the system is probably a problem. There you go. And, of course, they don't want to see their way of life to change. Uh, you know, or go through hardship and struggle like most brown black people have. It's, and, and nobody wants. And, and just for people who need to hear this, more people getting equality does not suppress your rights. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. When I give another group of people more power, it doesn't suppress your power. You still have the same amount of power. I'm just trying to raise somebody else up to that you, level. Say, say that part again. <laughs> well, you say, say that part again. Say more people gaining more power does not suppress your power. <laughs> That's what every white person is doing. So, oh, thank goodness, because I, I thought for it just a second there. <laughs> again, when you when you start to get when you start to level the playing field, you're already here. <laughs> I'm not bringing you down to the lower level. I'm bringing people up to your level. So now what's wrong I, with that? What's I hope that clears it up. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. I hope that clears it up. Well, only time will tell. So, all right. I think that covers everything. So we, we went a little longer this time. How long we go? It's going to be about 35 minutes. Oh, that ain't too bad. They'll listen. They better listen. <laughs> Stefan, come here and choke you out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the show. And as always, you can catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You said SoundCloud, right? Of course I did. Okay. That was the second thing I said. don't need you to check up on me. That's the show. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace.